Welcome to the Clary Podcast, a division of Aaron Clary, LLC. Brought to you by AssholeConsulting.com. Aaron Clary, Chairman and CEO. And now, your host. Captain Capitalism himself, the world's only professional asshole, Aaron Clary. It's a beautiful day in the Cappy Hood, a beautiful day in the Cappy Hood. Please be mine, won't you be mine? I have always wanted to have a redhead milf as a neighbor, just like you. I've always wanted a poor decision-making redhead with big boobs. So why don't you come over after your husband goes to work? Sitting in front of me and nakedly you'll twerk. Won't you be mine? Won't you be mine? Won't you be my redheaded cum slut? Please won't you be? Please won't you be? Please won't you be? My neighbor redheaded cum slut. <clears throat> How you guys doing? It's the Clary Podcast. And as some of you may know, uh, Cappy foolishly, I made a mistake. Every once in a while, Cappy makes a mistake. And I didn't think far enough ahead. And uh, the time to be a jet setter is young. That's the time. The time for you to be a jet setter is when you're young. And I've told the story before, I'll tell it again. I thought I was I was the shiznit when I uh, flew out to Seattle to do some finance classes. All set up on my own, all on my own, early entrepreneur cappy, I remember. And I lugged this huge LCD projector. That's when, when LCDs were big. I was just, just when they were starting to dredge the Missouri River before they put the water in. This is many years ago before your time. And, uh... I did the, oh, I was so proud of myself flying into SeaTac. I got a car rental like a real adult. Stayed at probably the crappiest hotel you could stay at. And I was a businessman. And now, because I have to go between Rapid City, Vegas, Minneapolis, and then Milwaukee, I didn't, and then moving all my different recording equipment around, I, I didn't do the math right in there, the logic right. I'm like, wait. I, let, I brought all my Minneapolis recording equipment <clears throat> to Rapid City. You know, before the people in Minneapolis burned it down. Whew, thank God they didn't burn down my microphone. They'll burn down anything, including their own houses. <laughs> the neighbors. <laughs> so, and, I, uh, and I already have recording equipment in Nevada. So I'm like, well, I'm going for Rapid. I don't need my recording equipment. Yes, but you would need your recording equipment. In Minneapolis, and uh, now I'm relying on my phone because uh, it's it's a skeleton crew here. I have very little equipment left in Minneapolis that is either not packed or hasn't already been shipped out, and uh, that's why if you were well, hey, that's some good quality recording, yeah, on the YouTube's. Have you guys seen it on the YouTube's? Um, I was shocked how high quality camera or high quality my my phone's camera is. I was looking at that, I'm like, whoa, and, and no wonder, it, it must be saving at a higher frames per second, resolution, dots per inch, or whatever, 
<clears throat> it's really good quality. And uh, kind of makes me like rethink, well, shoot. what? The... But then I'm, I'm wondering, because I'm, I'm just guessing. Because like, well, if I could get that level quality uh, while I live stream and do the podcast. I'm, I'm looking at other cameras, but then it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is because if you look at Rolo, uh, I got to talk to Fresh and Fit. I got to talk to those guys. Most people's video quality is not as good as my phones, even the pros. And I'm wondering if it has something to do with the rate at which you can live stream. And that's probably why, because I'm recording and then uploading, because I, I simply don't have the capability to do live streaming. I know, I know, you all want me to shake my tush. On the catwalk, yeah, I shake my little tush on the stream. Uh, no, not stream. Super chat catwalk. <clears throat> uh, but there is no, there's no live streaming until I get back to South Dakota. Where I think I do have reliable internet. Is there electricity out there? <laughs> Are the Indians attacking? <laughs> yes. Yeah. They just got, the train just came in. They just, the, the iron horse just came in. The settlers are still settling with their sod huts. Um, but yeah, so this is this is uh this will probably be because I'm taking off Friday. Get my getting in my covered wagon going west, west of Missouri, and uh, taking off Friday. This will be the last. This might be the last podcast in Minnesota, guys. This might be it. The last time in the Gulag Archipelago. The last time at Auschwitz. The last podcast in Minnesota. Oh, that's the title. The last podcast from Minnesota. The state of the most worthless people. Just don't come here. <laughs> wasted a quarter century of my... Wasted a third of my life. Don't come here. If there's anything I can do to help the future generation of young people. Just to help the future Americans... Don't come to Minnesota. Just don't. The only reason you should come to Minnesota, and even then it's a, it's an argument against it, <clears throat> is if you're homeless and you want free stuff. Like if you are just dead set on not working for a living, you could come to Minnesota. All right? They'll welcome you with open arms. And you'll they'll enslave the hardworking people of the burbs. They'll enslave the hardworking people of the rural area. They'll enslave the hardworking people, all three of them in the city. To pay for your shit. But then, here's the thing. I've always said Minnesota's like the fat chick who thinks she's hot. It's bitch-ass cold in Minnesota. Let me tell you a story. Now, I'm going to tell you a story. Now! Work in security at at many different places. Uh, The homeless, they're so short-sighted. They are so... Uh, lacking delayed gratification. They're so immature. I've, I've had a buddy and other cops have pointed this out. Um, they have the mentality of a 12-year-old. I don't care if they're 60 years old. They think they're entitled. to have, They've never made that jump. They think the world owes them a living. <clears throat> and by God, they'll never work. They'll do anything but work. Anything. That's the number one fear in life is work. And they'll live in filth and squalor. Then you get the drugs and the alcohol in there early on enough, and sure enough, what ends up happening is they their brain gets damaged or impaired, and they can't say, hey, you know, if I just took a shower over at the mission, 
and shaved and cleaned up and got a, a shirt and, a, and, a, and some pants and then showed up for an interview, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be living in a hut, not even a hut, I wouldn't be living in the streets. Heck, Juan Corbera, he's got a great photo journal on Instagram. Everyone go follow him. Uh, Lou, 415, is that, Juan, is that your, your Instagram? Follow, find him. <clears throat> he takes pictures of people. You know, sleeping on on the concrete. By the time you're in your forties and you're sleeping on the concrete in San Francisco, it's over. You're not you're not coming back. There's no rehabbing. You're just this punching bag for liberal white women to make believe you're going to somehow reform them or rehabilitate them, and then they get a bunch of nonprofit and government money to like oh we have to bust and I don't have to use English words because it doesn't mean anything. These liberal white women aren't going to do shit. <clears throat> But by God, by golly, you made them feel real good about themselves. You gave them the feels. They got the fee-fees. Never mind that a bunch of people are, you know, sleeping in their own shit over on San Francisco sidewalks. Karen got to feel good about herself and her social work degree. Anyway, why I didn't get about uh, work and security <clears throat> is it is a, a, not just a an evening obligation to find out where to bed down as a homeless person. Uh, you gotta stay warm the entire day. There's times that, well, let me pull it up. What's the high? Sometimes there's like uh, highs that are that are negative. Like the highest it gets is minus four. Hang on, let me look up a Minneapolis uh, daily I'll just show you what I'm looking up here. Um, is this it? Anytime you go to these weather sites, they're all, they're all like, uh, I don't want you. I don't want you. Let's go monthly. These weather sites love putting advertisements. I don't want June. I want January. Let's go 2020. Let's see what that looks like. Monthly daily observations. Um, min, average, max. What was it? No, that's precipitation. <clears throat> Just bear with me. Uh, let's go weekly then, I guess. Uh, no, let me go back. Just bear with me. I want. I want to pull the actual data so you guys can see it. There's one day I think it got down to like minus 30. No, that's not it. Let's try the 22nd. Oh, come on. Hang on. Coldest day in Minnesota. Let's do 2019. I, I, it can be any year because there's years cold break. 2019, okay. Uh, Arctic outbreak from January 27th to 31, 2019. Had some of the lowest air temperatures to visit Minnesota since 1996. Boo-doo, boo-doo, That's up north. Minus 56. Here we go. Okay, the minus 28 degrees air temperature in the Twin Cities January 30th, 2019 was the lowest ambient air temperature in Twin Cities since minus 32. What was the high? That's the low. Lowest high. Lowest high temperature day in Minneapolis. Let's go to that. 
Here we go. Min, min, Fahrenheit, lowest temperature, minus, nah, this is all historical. All right, it doesn't matter. <clears throat> Point is, you can have a day, multiple days, where the high is minus 10. And that's not air. We don't, <clears throat> they all like to brag about, oh, with wind chill, it's minus 8 billion degrees. It's like, no, 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 no. You just put on a, a hood. You know, and you stand behind something, and then what's the temperature? Uh, but it like the high will be minus five, and I've always in that night the 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 homeless are always trying to find a vent. You know, vent comes out of a out of a building. Now I don't care how impaired your brain is, because I just don't care about you because you're parasites on society. But you'd think like. Even if with the impairment and the drugs and the booze, you would make the logical conclusion. Hey, it gets cold here in Minneapolis. How about we go down to San Francisco? How about we go down down anywhere? You can even go east-west. It's what this is, except for Fargo, North Dakota. This is the coldest uh, major metro, if you consider Fargo a major metro. <clears throat> like you could go anywhere in the contiguous United States, and it's warmer. And I'm thinking, like, couldn't you scrape up a couple bucks and go down to Florida? Couldn't you scrape up a couple bucks and go down to Texas? And they're so doped up, and they're so stupid, and they're so lazy, they can't even do that. And I, I was always amazed, like, wow, man, like, uh, look, uh, Miss Tiddlywink social worker who pisses away her life with her degree in early childhood education and $200,000 in debt for her master's in social work, who gets by on her part-time $28,000 a year job and has to take the bus and blah, blah. I mean, like, that life sucks. That life really sucks. And you have to live downtown, and you have to afford a, a fancy bag, and, and and that bag then cripples your ability to to afford food. Heck, talk to Terrence Pop, who was talking about a horse girl who would buy health insurance for a horse, but not her. Right? That's a fucked up life. That's a pretty fucked up, miserable life. The daily stress of finances. Holy cow! What's that like? But then to be so stupid and so entitled and so lazy. That your job is is minute by minute to find warm places in the Twin Cities when it's minus four outside for a high. Then the security guards and cops are always trying to kick you out of private. Like you're trying to like sneak into like the the uh, the Skywalk. The Skywalk. I'll tell you what the Skywalk is. Back when um, Minneapolis and St. Paul had people that used to work, <clears throat> they had these downtown buildings, um, and people would commute to them. There used to be employers there, too. And that's where they would work, in these downtown buildings. But for convenience, they would put sky, they would connect the skyscrapers with essentially bridges that went over the streets. So you didn't have to go outside. It was heated. It was just a corridor. That's all it was. So it turned the downtown areas into kind of a big mall, big network of... Uh, they're still there, but no one works downtown anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! Everybody get out of Minnesota. Do the get out of Minnesota dance now. Everybody now, come on with me. It's like Macarena, but less gay. <clears throat> um, so they kind of came in there, and if they were too stinky, and they get sh- you know, they'd be shuffled along. So your your life is constantly being harassed and moved along by security going from one place to the other. And if you're particularly smart, but not smart enough to, you know, to save up some money and get a bus ride down to Florida. 
you you get into the bowels of a of a major building. So you'd be in the boiler room and you'd be hiding, and usually you could smell them out because I had to go. We had to go ferret out homeless people uh, at the U of M campus, which is also connected with underground passages. <clears throat> and you could smell them like, yeah, there's a bum down here somewhere. It's somewhere down here. And and anything. Any, like the epitome, the homeless are like modern day homeless. I don't mean back in the Grapes of Wrath days where actual people wanted to work and they just didn't, you know, the hobo community. I'm not talking those guys. I'm talking your modern day. We've put life on easy mode. We've lied to however many millions of people that you don't have to work and you're entitled to free stuff. The, the epitome has got to be of leftist lazy, lazy leftism, leftist lazyism, has got to be the American homeless. Where you're so lazy, you can't even go down to the mission, clean up, get a job, get the money for bus fare, and get the F out of Minnesota. Think about this. Your laziness, your fear of work, is so strong, you'd rather live this miserable existence three months out of the year, every year, just trying to starve off or stave off dying of cold than work. What would it take? Hang on. You guys want to find out what a Greyhound bus ticket costs? Greyhound. I mean, can they even do math? Okay, let's go down to Tallahassee. Greyhound. One way, Minneapolis to Tallahassee. Oh, Minneapolis, Tallahassee. Let's just search one passenger. You get free Wi-Fi, guys. All right, two hundred twenty bucks. Now let's say you go work at ten dollars an hour. It's twenty hours. Let's say to- <clears throat> you work half a week. Half. A- let's say you wanted food. You work a whole week at ten bucks an hour. Four hundred dollars. You're not going to pay taxes on it. What you got to do? And you could do that. You probably get $20 an hour. There's people that need their yards fixed up. They can't find any kids. There ain't no kids no more. Kids aren't going to do work. Millennials aren't going to do work. Gen Z isn't going to do work. Mexicans are happy like, we'll work. What? $17 an hour? Oh, God, the Mexicans have got to be laughing their ass off, and rightly so. Not just the Mexicans, but all the immigrants that came in from poorer countries. You guys have got to be shaking your heads at the absolute lazy piece of shit filth young Americans have become. Sitting there on their stimmy checks, and I understand the economic argument. Like, I'm not working for 60. I get $16 an hour from Uncle Joe with my Biden bucks and Donald Trump. Mind you, mind you, let us not be intellectually dishonest. I understand the economic argument, but my God, no, no honor, no morality, no ethics, no work ethic. And the Mexicans, among other immigrants, I just like to have Atham be the epitomal, stereotypical representative, although he's pretty tall for a Mexican. <clears throat> All you guys have got to be like, holy shit, look at these spoiled little quantahahas. Dude, $17 an hour? Even depending on where you are, you can live off of that. Not not luxuriously, but you can live. 
and you're going to sit there and play your video. You absolutely are weak, but not, not the Mexican. These spoiled little brats. Weak people. Pathetic, soft, weak people. And then here's, we can't find it workers. Well, I guess we do got to go with the immigrants now. They got to be illegal too, because if they came here legally, they'd also probably qualify for stimmy checks. I don't know what the rules are. But now the underground economy, the black market of labor, <clears throat> is here to serve. And they're going to take all, they're going to, at minimum, lessen wages. That once these stimmy checks run out, and here comes Tanner, the Gen Z wonder fuckwit, who's entitled, has no skills. And they're like, oh yeah, so I kind of like, you know, like, want, you know, kind of like a job or something. And then here's the employer, whatever it is. It could be something as like, you know, Bob's Lawn Service, or it could be someone running a factory, or it could just be driving truck. Ask Alex Patino. And here comes Tanner. You don't know if he's going to show up, probably high on pot. Oh, he's really good at Call of Duty. Oh, that's good. And he knows all the, all the, what's it called? The anime porn characters. The hentai. That's when he, he knows the hentai real good. He can tell you all about, he's got collection cards. But then meanwhile, Jose has been there for what, a year? Showing up regularly? All right, maybe his English is a little shoddy. At least he shows up. Who's he going to hire? Tanner? The fuckwit Gen Z Wonder Boy? Or Jose, reliable trabajar, trabajar, trabajar. I'm all against illegal immigration. I am, but holy fuck, you gotta, you gotta calm. That one went right over the plate. You didn't swing. What the fuck? <clears throat> anyway, getting back to the lack of logic of Minneapolis or any of the homeless. So for, well, here, now if you wait till Saturday. No, you wait till Friday, it's $197. You got nothing to do. What opportunity? Oh, we got. I got to catch the Sunday bus. I can't. I can't catch the Saturday bus. I, I go. I go panhandle. That's my good panhandling day. Oh, but they won't. I've always. I've always wanted like that. Has got to be hell. That is absolutely got to be hell. To be in a just generally cold town, and you are. So lazy, so cripplingly fearing of work uh, that not only will you not work to get yourself out of a miserable situation where the high, the best it's going to be that day is minus five, <clears throat> but you're you're essentially doomed for the rest of your life. That's your life. There you go. Oh, and I love charities. I love not, I see, I used to hate nonprofits and charities and just general government welfare in, in, in general because it was a waste and it didn't solve the problem. Now I'm starting to come around as an older man who's going to die and you can't take it with you. I'm starting to realize the genius of this. Not that it's, not, it's purposeful. No one in the government or nonprofits came up with this idea. They didn't think like, aha, this is a nefarious idea. <clears throat> we'll get the lazy people. But I've known people actually rather close to me where the society, community, government, schools, parents, family, friends, everyone would just and just constantly bail these degenerates out. And all they did was enable that lazy activity. Now what happens, the lazy people who are enabled... And, and spoiled rotten by society, 
<clears throat> is they inevitably have no agency or purpose or reason in life. If you deprive people starving, and, and the first of among all things along Maslow's hierarchy of needs, a purpose, agency, and reason in life is self-supportation. Because if you can start supporting yourself, man, talk about that. I remember that when I was 18, went to college. It wasn't that I was proud. I was certainly proud, but I was like empowered, like the real use of the word, like, wow, I could survive. I don't need my parents. And the freedom that comes with, I can do whatever I want. Don't necessarily have the budget for it, but ain't nobody telling me I can't do nothing. You do not even give those people that simple human dignity, I would even say right. You, you give them, God almighty, the millennials, what a joke. And you Gen Zers are right there with them. You get your parents' health care until you're 26. You get this band. You got everything, and, and it deprives you. It deprives you of ever supporting yourself. Ever getting to that level, like, wow, I'm actually a real man or woman. <clears throat> and then without that, you have the, if you if you don't even have that basic purpose in life of self-supportation, holy cow, do you get depressed and feel like shit. All you guys playing video games, living at home, oh my God, don't, all you girls living off the nonprofits or uh, what's it, the, the sugar daddy, what is it, the, the, the friends on, fans only. You know, begging for a government bailout of your student. None of you, none of you are playing life on adult mode. None of you. And deep down inside somewhere you know that. But if you're you don't even have that ability of self-supportation. And if people keep bailing you out, bailing you out, bailing you, you get depressed. And what do you turn to when you get depressed? Booze and drugs. Prescription or not. And then that's all you got in life is substance abuse. Some kind of chemical to, to fire your brain's neurons to make it think that it's like happy or something. Or to at least put you out of your misery. Oh, I'm homeless. Then if you start that early enough, well then by the time you're 30 or 40, it's over. Your brain doesn't, it doesn't work no more. All you know is to get, get another hit, get more booze, get more heroin, get more crack, get more meth, whatever it is. <clears throat> I love that. I love what the left has done because you've taken the weak people and you've just destroyed their lives. Whether it's a highly functional older millennial woman who's all power career woman and crippling levels of debt and feeds her soulless soul with Prada bags and shoes and ignores this, this gorilla in the room that constantly eyeballs her, called her student loan debt, and she's getting fat, and time's taken away, and her eggs are getting done. Like, having that just, you've wasted your life. And that's like the function, that's like, that's the best you can do. To the, to the truly mentally ill person that uh, Juan's always taking a picture of, I'll never forget the the picture. <clears throat> was it a video? No, I think he got a picture. There's a, a woman in a wheelchair. And you you kind of had to look at it to figure out what it was. And she had dropped trowel. And she was just shooting an arc of pee out of her mazach. And just, it was beautiful. And I think he caught it midstream too. Like it hadn't landed yet. Like he caught the first drip to come out. That's That's the other extreme. Where you leftists have put life on easy mode and enabled human behavior to decay to its base level, uh, level, and that is laziness. I don't have to work? Cool. Now you're in a wheelchair, maybe you need it or not, 
you're strung out on drugs, you're sleeping on a piece of cardboard on the, on the, on the sidewalk with a pile of your own feces, or maybe your next-door neighbor's feces. I don't know what happens in San Francisco and other leftist socialist municipal utopias. And then there's a gal just pissing, just a big old arc. You ever see a cow piss? Huge stream by the very, th- you're like, whoa, look at that. Don't get behind a cow. It's kind of like that. It's like, that was your day, huh? Thank you, Democrat Party, for denying us the suffering that's needed to forge us into self-supporting adults. We just need more money. And I'm like, you know what? Yes. Yes. Because normally when I'm like pulling up to the, you know, the, the Minnesota now, they've, they've made it so that you can panhandle now. It's legal to panhandle, regardless of municipal law. So every once in a while you see someone panhandling. But the problem with the suburbs is you got to get to the suburbs. So I'm, I'm always suspicious of panhandlers I see in the suburbs. Because it's like, well, you must have got a car. All right. So you must be one of those fake panhandlers. Like you're not actually poor. You one's got your, your relatively modern car parked behind the thing. And you're like, yeah, I make 40 grand a year doing this. Why would I do it? Like, okay, I understand that. But if I see someone who's like a degenerate, like a disheveled, you know, I might get pissed off like piece of shit. Didn't work. Like, nope, nope. What's his life like? What's it going to be come January? You've never been homeless, or Oh, you know, you're damn right I haven't been homeless. Close. Slept in a car a couple times because I was in between apartments and had to, had to wait till the next apartment opened up. Sleeping on a couch, I remember one time in an office building because I had keys to it. I made damn sure I never was homeless. Damn sure. It's not like you slip, oops, I'm homeless. Oops, there's no food. Unless, like, true tragedy befalls you, in which case, then I'm four-chair. Like, you know, you get in a car accident, you can't work no more. You're mentally impaired. I, You know, like, born that way, not you did yourself up a bunch of drugs because the good old socialists gave you so much money and gave you free food and clothing, clothing and shelter that with what little money you had, you know, I'm going to do drugs. They, they made it so your budget could go to drugs. Never got to that point. <clears throat> But it's beautiful. It's beautiful. You look at what the left does to its most ardent followers, and it's no different than drug addicts. Not not a single iota difference. They're just peddlers of drugs, and the drugs is laziness, or entitlement, or an enti- free living, or whatever. UBI, socialism, communism, whatever. A world free of labor, work, and toil. And then you look at it, and there ain't no happy people. Not when their lives are ruined. Ruined. And then they're like, it's your fault. Because what? Choose your, choose, your, choose your excuse. Choose your excuse. Why is it my fault? Because you're rich. I'm not rich. Wealthy. Not wealthy. White. Not, well, I am white. You're male. You're straight. You're Christian. Whatever. Whatever the excuse is. Fine. If that's how you want to rationalize the fact that you're pissing out of a wheelchair and it's the white man's problem, fine, whatever. Because if I remember correctly, that gal looked like to be my, who knows, she could have been 23, but she just made so many bad decisions that she looked like she was 47. Fine, go. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's my fault. Yep. 
Yeah, me and all my billions over. Me and Jeff Bezos and, and Gates, we're all going to go golf here. Now that the wives are out of the house, they got free time to go golf. I'm going to go yachting with Bill. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, I never, never understand. I just, you just look at it and you just enjoy. Enjoy the decline. People got way worse than you. Way worse. Happy to see you. Um, Fortune Magazine. More good news? You want more good news of people who rely on other people's money? This is great. <clears throat> this came out in May. I was listening to the Turd Flinging Monkey Show. <clears throat> want to get through this. Um, American companies pledged $50 billion to black communities. Most of it hasn't materialized. <laughs> no kidding! Really? Uh, and it's perfect because it's, um, isn't it, um, Gay Pride Month? Or non-binary Pride Month, whatever. And all the corporations are out there putting pride, they don't give a shit about you guys, they want your money. That's like Nike cares about black people. Yeah, that's why you charge those poor black boys 150 bucks or a pair of sneakers, right? Because Colin Caperdick is, uh, uh, with his fucking haircut. He's over there selling it, right? <clears throat> Where's he been? Do we bring it? When do we bring it? When is Colin Kaepernick uh, month? When do we bring him out so we can we can schnooker you know already impoverished black kids who should really take that money and go to like a diesel mechanic school, improve their lot in life. When do we when we schnooker them out another hundred fifty bucks, huh? Corporations have increasingly pledged financial support for black communities since the murder of George Floyd last summer, but a new study finds that much of the funding has yet to materialize. American companies pledged fifty billion now. <clears throat> I did a study, <clears throat> and I know liberals and leftists don't understand the difference between a million, a billion, and a trillion. Um, but American corporations pledged $50 billion. That's a lot, right? When I did a study to figure out how much money we've sent to the black community since the 1965, that's when we started the Great Society, uh, and it depends on how you want to calculate it. Anywhere between 4 and $9 trillion has already been sent to the black community beyond... <clears throat> what they would normally receive proportional to the population, okay? Now, I, I know math is hard for leftists, and aliens are, are just a foreign thing. Uh, let's say it's 8 trillion, <clears throat> 50, 5, uh, and I got to do the math, 500 would be 8, that'd be 16. Uh, the government has spent somewhere between 80 and 160 times that amount on the black community. And it hasn't done squat. Right? But but hang on, look out. American companies pledge fifty billion. Oh now our problems are solved. <laughs> oh we just need I just need a little bit. It's like like you went to the you went to you know the Sunday place, you make a Sunday, you know, go to the ice cream place. It's one of them self serving places, you fill your own ice cream, they charge you by the weight. And you, you know you put in whatever a swirl with chocolate and ice, uh, uh, and, and vanilla, and then you you crank the thing, and then, you know comes the Jimmy. Let's say you load it up your ice cream like with three turns of Jimmy sprinkles for those of you not in Jersey, and it's just this pile of sprinkles, and it's like you know this Sunday is absolutely worthless with thousands of sprinkles on it. You know what we need? We it would have been perfect if we just added one more sprinkle. That what up? It's failed. It's it's not a Sunday. We just need to add one more sprinkle. Then it will be a good Sunday. 
It was missing that one little Jimmy. Here comes corporate America with its $50, $50 billion in pledges. Pledges. Since then, only $250 million has actually been spent or committed to a specific initiative, according to an analysis by a consulting firm. The $50 billion, now let's do some math. Okay, I know millions and billions is very difficult for you. $250 divided by 50, 1, 2, 3, $50 billion, million, yep. That is one half of 1%. <laughs> and you dumb fucks are going to buy from these. You're all going to shop at Target. You're all going to shop at, at what's it called? Starbucks. You all believed it. Oh, even what's it called? Uh, Sebastian Joe's, which is not a major franchise. This is, this is the, uh, the greatest ice cream place in the world. <clears throat> or it was anyway. I don't think they pledged anything. I'm not, I'm not, they didn't, they didn't say, oh, we're going to donate money. Oh, but they couldn't put up enough Black Lives Matters artwork in their, in their dining area. They couldn't put up enough. You think they donated a penny to help out the black community in Minneapolis? <laughs> one half of 1% every year later. <laughs> what are you, 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 you're waiting for other people, other entities, I guess. Corporation isn't a person. Don't give me the argument. I'm just saying it's not a person. <clears throat> You're waiting for other entities to give you money. And they have no financial incentive to do so. None. They have a huge marketing incentive to tell you they're going to someday. You know, like a guy tells a girl, yeah, someday I'll marry you. Yeah, sure. Okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I'll commit. Sure. 20, you know, 47, I'll commit. Yeah. And he's just waiting and waiting. Oh, this is like, dude, how about you just like give up and go live your life? All right. How about you don't rely on other people? Ain't nobody coming to save you. Let's all uh, the masculine version of Martin Luther King, the guy who actually had a penis. Oh, come on. Help me out, guys. Malcolm X. How about we all Malcolm X up and we take control of our own destiny, huh? There's a lesson there for everybody, regardless of your race. Malcolm X. <clears throat> no, no, we gotta wait. We gotta wait for corporate donations, which is one one hundred sixtieth of the money already received that hasn't done anything. Of which only one half of one percent of that one one hundred sixtieth actually been delivered. Uh, the $50 billion was supposed to be donated to civil rights organizations, invested in community of colors, but not given to individual black people. Oh, I added that. Oh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Hang on. Hang on. You guys want to do some math? Let's do some math. That's $50 billion. Uh, black population, U.S. Uh, oh, 13.4. Uh, 13, oh, hang on, hang on. I used to be an economist. 13.4 times uh, 300, we have th- let's say 330 million people. 44 million, so 50 billion divided by five. That's about 1,200 bucks a person. 1,200 bucks per black person, all right? Would you rather just give the 1,200 bucks to each individual black person in the United States. You think that might help? I mean, it's no Biden bucks, but you know that. I wonder what I 
let me ask the, the listeners uh, in my audience who happen to be black. Any of you guys got $1,200 from uh, the corporations? Did you get the $1,200 check from Google or maybe a $50 check from Google and a $45 check from Apple and a $10 check from, from uh, what's it called, uh, Starbucks? Did you guys get any checks in the mail? Or did it go to all your Jesse Jackson civil rights leaders? Did Al Sharpton get a new car? Oh, I know my audience knows where the money goes. I just, I just, I love looking at the theater. I love looking at this circus. So, corporate, we're going to donate money to help out the black people. Where'd the money go? Did it get in any black people's hands? It didn't. Then who the fuck did it help? And if you're new to the show and you happen to be black or any minority or just poor in general, disadvantaged in one way or another, Look, guys, ain't no one coming to save you. This is all theater for largely rich white liberal people to feel good about themselves. And in the case of the Democrat Party, to get reelected. That's it. They have no intention of helping you. None. They just want to feel good. I mean, it's the ultimate insight. And, just, and I'm, I'm laughing my ass off. People like, well, the corporations are finally going to do so. No, they're not. They're not. Yeah, they're going to do some. They're going to enrich whatever modern-day uh, class of the Jesse Jacksons and the Al Sharptons and other, quote, civil rights leaders and nonprofits. I mean, then they find out, like, some of what Black uh, Lives Matter, some of their founders, like, now they got big houses in the suburbs. <laughs> Holy shit, man. Even I wouldn't buy a house in the burbs. Not a fancy one. <clears throat> I don't know if I'd buy a house in the Burbs, period. But I'm like, you know, I'm getting to the point. Like, okay, I'm only going to live so long. I don't have fancy tastes. It's like, well, maybe I will donate some money. You know, maybe, maybe I will help out someone who legitimately needs it. <clears throat> but these people, it shows you where their, their priorities are. Oh, you want to talk about Uncle Tom's. There's some irony. The Black Lives Matter people who took all that money and then bought themselves houses with it. And they didn't give it to the community. I mean, oh my God. I mean, you got to know some poor people. You got to know some hardworking kid that needs the money, right? Oh man, came from a broken home. Mom was a slut, has six kids from five different fathers. This kid can't, he's the oldest. Mom wants him to go and she's on drugs. Give that kid the money. Get that kid off into a trade school or, or college or at least in a mill or something. Oh No. No, whoever is in charge of Black Lives Matter, they need a 4,000-square-foot McMansion over in Winnetka. Large companies such as Apple, Target, and Facebook have committed funds to support black communities since last year. One of the largest donations came from Apple, which pledged $100 million to a racial equity and justice initiative last June. In January, the company announced that as part of the first round of its multi-million dollar commitment, it was donating $25 million to Propel Center Learning Hub for historical, historically black colleges and universities. Yeah, what? So you can major in, in leftist liberal arts shit? Dude, donate to a trade school, huh? Huh? Have you not seen all the poor white girls graduating with liberal arts degrees? College is not an investment. It's, it's a torpedo in your side. <clears throat> Never mind. I know. I Cappy, come on, man. You got to understand. I know. I know. The company said it was also investing $10 million with an early-stage venture capital firm and $25 million in Seabrook William Shanks Clear Vision Impact Fund. You guys know that all these venture capital firms, 
All these nonprofits, all these entities have employees and staff and they're getting paid with that money. Like it is, it isn't going, it's like every other charity. What, 5% actually ends up in the hands of the people it's intended for? This is just generally, though not only, generally a bunch of liberal white people who are rich jerking themselves off. That's all this is. Other companies such as Target have spread their investments out over a number of years. The Minneapolis-based realtor pledged in April to spend $2 billion with black-owned businesses by the end of 2025. Sure they do. Besides donations, several companies such as Amazon have pledged to increase the number of black and women employees in the ranks. Despite some major commitments by companies, some have still pushed back against reporting diversity, (laughs) corporate diversity numbers. As its shareholder mean last week, Berkshire Hathaway rejected a shareholder proposal that would require the company to issue annual reports on diversity. Johnson Johnson also asked the SEC to block shareholder votes on a similar diversity proposal. It's none of your business, private company. So there you go. I love, I mean, the, for once, Fortune magazine is, is basically worthless. But uh, Marco Quiroz Gutierrez, <clears throat> uh, he's the uh, journalist, the guy, I'm going to call that in the real sense of the word. That's some real journalism, Marco. That This is, gosh, for every one of these articles where there's actually some research and it it helps out society. Uh, there's a hundred that aren't. So a uh, uh, hat tip to Marco Gutierrez. Who knows? He's probably a leftist. They didn't give us more money. Um, let's do. The great one should be really happy because we can't be doing no pod or super chats. Just so you know, great one. And I'm also, I think I'm going to make more. No, I'm going to make a coffee here in a little bit, and I'm going to come back. Um, academiccomposition.com go to academiccomposition.com where Alex and his crack team of writing staff will write your college papers for you it's summer there's still summer school going on so if you don't want to you know, write your papers on feminist studies he's got people to write it for you he's always looking to hire people as well so if you want to work from home you can the job sucks don't, oh my god it sucks writing papers on Marxist leftist shit yes it does <clears throat> Did you know Rosa Parks sat in the front of the bus? No shit! We're going to write another our b- book report on that, are we? Hey, how about tell me how the Jews escaped English, uh, English uh, Egypt for like the 8,000th time? So go to academiccomposition.com. Um, Kylea. K-Y-L-E-A. Kylea. Everyone, what's Kylea? It's a dating app that's really cool. Uh, because of all the numbers and statistics and uh, algorithms and the analog. I have not been able to promote it much because I've been busy moving. Uh, and they're starting out. And I said, well, most of my audience is, is guys. And he says, well, we're going to need guys too. But I, I know we're going to need women. I'm like, okay, good luck. Uh, but go on and download the app. Um, it is designed, to, I don't want to say the red pill dating world, but it's very truthful. Like you got to put in your dick size. Women have to put in the breast size. I think you got to put in your weight or BMI. You got to put in your income. And it analyzes this. It's an actuarial's dream come true. I, I just thought it was very interesting. So if you want, go see my fake dating profile online. <clears throat> they give you a map. It shows you how, you know, how, how big of a pie are you. Like the, the more of the pie you fill out, the hotter and cooler you are. Um, you know, girls can rank you. You can rank girls. Uh, it's a it's a very clever idea. I'm kind of hoping it takes off. But give it a shot. Tinker around with it if you got nothing else to do. That's Kylea. K-Y-L-E-A. 
<clears throat> assholeconsulting.com. Go to assholeconsulting.com, where I, the world's only professional asshole, will answer your questions for money. If you've got questions or problems, starting in July, things will be getting back more to normal. Not just in terms of asshole consulting, but podcasting, <clears throat> writing, and everything. Uh, we got that. We got that. Adam Pickett's book, Pushing Rubber Downhill. Linda Gross's book, The Science of Mastering Women. And then you can get my books. You can go to Amazon.com, search Aaron Clary, find out all the books there, but some of the more notable ones. Well, talking about you know getting black people out of poverty. Black men, because black women have, have just... I'm sorry, dudes. I'm sorry, brothers. Uh, the sisters have married the government. I'm, I'm sorry. They have married government check. You guys are not... I can understand when they're like, I'm going to date white chicks. I'm like, I don't blame you. Can't really blame you. Uh, so it is the black man's guide out of poverty. Black women could read it too, but you're not going to want to. Uh, it's for black men who demand better. So black man's guide out of poverty. <clears throat> uh, also somewhat similar for everybody, Bachelor Pad Economics, the Financial Advice Bible for Men. Worthless, the young person's indispensable guide to choosing the right major. Right there, that would solve the uh, wage gap between men and women, but once again, women don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear major in STEM, study math, and work hard. But I don't like math. I want to work with the children. I'm good with kids. How the fuck do you know if you're good with kids? You're 17. Your baby sat twice. Then you sat there on your phone. And then you, you watched the, the Hallmark Channel. You don't know anything about kids. <clears throat> uh, Curse of the High IQ. Poor Richard's Retirement. That's a good book for retirement. And then for all you guys out there, absolutely must. You have to get the book of numbers, analyzing the ROI on the pursuit of women. Please go get that uh, that book. That is my highest ROI book. Because you guys, you don't believe me. You don't believe me? Go get the book. I will prove to you that you, the average guy, now maybe if you don't got a lot of money, but the average guy is going to spend over a quarter million dollars Cash. 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 On the pursuit, capture, and disposal of women. You will spend a quarter million dollars. Mark my words. <clears throat> oh, come on, Capriano. Oh, go get it. Go get the book and read it. Or listen to it. It's available in audio. Uh... Curse of the High IQ, that's for everybody tuning in here because you guys are smarter than the average bears if you're tuning in. And I'm not saying that to kiss your ass. I'm saying that to make money and because it's true. All right. That was good. Let me go here. Um, You know what? I'm going to save that for later. I'm going to get a coffee. I'll be back. Everyone take a potty break. Potty break.
by potty break. Her orgasm she faked. Da 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 da. Potty break. <coughs> Kind of nice, I can bang through this. Look at that, I got two hours left for my download appointment. Might go for a run. Gotta get the running in early now, it's time to get hot. Minnesota's humid as hell because of all the swamps and water around. Uh, let's go bang out from John. John writes, was interested, uh, oh wait, here. I bought a few of your audiobooks and would be buying the rest. I'm a weak, burnout, failure millennial. Oh, get my other book, How Not to Become a Millennial. I gotta add that to the... Hang on. Do it now. We'll do it now. Uh, Book of Numbers. God damn it, you people are lucky to have me. All this wisdom, so you don't fuck up life like I did. A few years ago, I tried programming and realized it just... It wasn't just for the kids that were good at school. I barely graduated high school. Programming fit me like a glove. Also, I had my IQ tested at the time, 120, and realized I wasn't as dumb as I thought. Been working Uber during graveyard shift and programming the rest of the time. There we go. I made a pretty cool watch. Animation, stopwatch, countdown timer, alarm. I will be adding other things like heartbeat sensor and compass. I designed the schematic and circuit board, soldered the chips and components onto it, and programmed the microcontroller and 3D model printed the housing. All self-taught. There we go. I'm now recording a YouTube series that goes through the whole process from beginning to end, assuming no prior knowledge of programming or anything else. Your material really helped me understand my past and my more recent turnaround and strengthened me to work harder. Thank you. Well, that is awesome. Hang on. That goes into the book. That goes into the book. Thank you. Mike, oh, I got to promote his, hang on, do we have the, signaturestyle.co, let me add that to the promotion, signaturestyle.co, not a com, co, hang on, he's got some fancy shirts, style.co, and uh, he sent me some very nice shirts, I think it's in Ireland, and uh, I have yet to promote it simply because I've been, he sent it to me at the worst time possible. I'm, like, I'm not going to be able to do anything until I'm I moved in. Uh, but he sent. Uh, <clears throat> it possibly come up with Hang on. Oh yeah, I'm just supposed to promote him. Okay, good, good. All right, Michael Linehan. Let me make sure. Write that there. You know what? I'm going to leave that. And are you doing your managerial work while podcasting? Yep. Jose. Jose writes, Hello, Mr. Clear. I bought your top 10 books on Kindle. I don't think I got more than 10 books. Do I? However, as I'm slowly adopting your minimalism philosophy by getting rid of unnecessary shit in my house, I opted to not get the paperback. Ah, smart move. Smart move. I got behind the housing crash. Okay, you got a bunch of them. I have to appreciate everything you do by providing your free guidance that hardly nobody ever listens to. It's not free. You paid a fair amount of money. That probably bought my, um, my gas money out to South Dakota. You were spared and saved me from having a turbulent and harsh life. Thank you. As you know, you are an angel from heaven. Well, let's not go that far. 
Look, guys, here's, here's let me tell you the origins of Cappy. <clears throat> I tried to do good once. And then I started firebombing everything, telling the boomers to fuck off and die. And I started becoming very Machiavellian, very opportunistic, and very self-serving. I am one of the most self-serving, selfish people you're ever going to run into. I just happen to make, it's kind of like Josh Fluke, I just happen to make money putting out all the lies of society, whatever quadrant they come from, and passing that on to you. Personally, oh, I'm a weapons-grade dick. Oh, I'm not, I'm not a good guy. Give me, don't get me wrong. Like, people are like, oh, I can't believe you kind of are an asshole. Yeah, yeah, kind of am. <clears throat> so I don't know if I'm an angel from heaven. I just got, I had nothing left to lose. I tried doing everything the right way. And now it's like, he's got no clothes on. He's got no clothes on. That emperor got no clothes on. That emperor got no clothes on. And y'all ought to line up and be fucked in the ass by a cactus dildo. That's all I've done. Simply just told the truth as it is. You know, and, and maybe I treat my nieces nice, but but yeah, personally, I, you know. And and uh, more recently, I've I've like looked at people uh, in in my friends' world. I'm like, you're cut off, you're cut off, you're cut off. Everybody's cut off. It's <clears throat> talking to another buddy of mine. Lord knows if I'm gonna lose him too. I asked him. I said. Have you noticed people losing their shit due to this COVID thing? Or and maybe not even due to COVID. He's like, yeah. So I'm like, okay, good. I'm not, and this is one of my more stable buddies. This guy is, this guy is cool hand Luke, man. He, he's as cool and as controlled as Steve McQueen. <clears throat> even though he happens to be a black guy. Imagine a black Steve McQueen. I, well, I guess that'd be Shaft, right? Shaft would be the black Steve McQueen. Whatever. This guy's got his shit together. I said, have you? And he's like, yeah. Like three. And like, you're just sitting there and they fucking lose their shit. He's like, yeah. Or they ghost, like you don't see him no more. I'm like, ah. And then normally if you had a soul in our heart, you know, you'd care. But I'm just like, I, dude, I ain't got time to care. I, just, I, don't, I don't. I'm like, all right, bye. Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't he one of your better friends? Yeah. Wasn't he one of also your better friends? Yeah. What? What happened to that girl? I thought she like, yeah, so did I. Well, what are you, no. What, what am I going to do? People are losing it. Do you have any remorse? No. Are you a machine? Yes. Can I tell you back 15 years ago when my heart was replaced with a pump? Now I'm super clary? <clears throat> you thought I didn't give a shit before. Watch me now. Um. Uh... I am also a firm believer of Tom Lycus. St. Lycus, our good buddy, who art in California. How will be his Lycusness? I look up to both of you as a father figure. As a way to fairly compensate, you have totaled the 10 books in paperback form, which comes out to $143. Please add this on top of the video request so I can send it to you. Dude, I... And you're here. U.S. Marine Corps veteran here. Just recently got out this September, have four years of the Illinois veteran grant to use for tuition for free along with my post-9-11 GI Bill. So eight years of free tuition, books, and housing. How old are you? So if you went in four years... You're in your 20s, easy, younger 20s. Yeah, dude, you're going to be doing better than me. You're going to be doing better than me. And thank God you put my books to use. 
good to see. You're actually doing better than the average. This is great. You're going to have a, no guarantees, of course. But there's a damn good chance you're going to have a better life than me, man. You're going to have a pretty good life. Uh, please keep anonymous. Do do boo do boo. Stay safe and keep up the good work coming. Oh, stay safe and keep the good work coming. Love you, Mr. Clary. Hope you enjoy South Dakota. Well, thanks there, man. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. That will also go into the book. Uh, <clears throat> this is from our uh, international reconnaissance agent in the field. Spent a bit of time down here in Alcapulco, Mexico, so I thought I'd tell you a few things to give you an idea of the place. You want to stay along the coast in the touristy areas, else you might bump into bad neighborhoods. If you avoid the bad areas and don't get involved with the gangs, then you're pretty much safe as the state police and military do patrol along the coast. <clears throat> Starting east from the airport and the Diamante Beach and further west you go, the poorer thing you get. I stayed at the west end of the Castera in Las Playas, where I was able to get a four-week Airbnb for $179. It's really safe. The beaches near Las Playas are also cleaner than the other El Capoco beaches. Yeah, but see, okay, look, I, I went to Cancun. I'm going to assume El Capoco and Puerto Vallarta are kind of the same thing. And somebody more familiar with it tell me, dude, I'm just going to the United States. I'm just going to a, a piece of Florida. Heck, the Yucatan Peninsula is the exact same thing as Florida. Flat uh, plateau that goes out into the ocean. If the ocean rises by five inches, it's all flooded again. Um, I, I don't, uh, I don't know. I, I would probably like to enjoy Mexico. And it's been one of my long-standing wishes that I could continue to just drive my motorcycle through Mexico and into the mountains and the Copper Canyon, go to Mexico City, even though I know I probably, I probably leave my motorcycle outside of the city and just take a bus in. <clears throat> but I would like to explore that country. Fortunately, Crime, da 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 bribery, okay, I understand. And then now that relegates you to the tourist areas, but the tourists, I don't want to see a Taco Bell. I don't want to see a McDonald's. I want to, I want to get, like, no one speaks English here. I want to go and actually explore the culture in the country of Mexico. I'd like to continue all the way down to Tierra del Fuego, which is South Mexico. It's all Mexico. Mexico is huge. It's big territory. It's, uh, I love doing that to my... Got some friends from you know, other Latin countries. Yeah, I'm, I'm from Honduras. Oh, South Mexico? No, it's its own country. No, nah, no, nah, it's it's a territory. You guys are all Mexico. We're not all Mexicans! <laughs> Just poke the badger with the spoon. Oh, you're from Colombia? Oh, yeah. It's a nice part of Mexico. It's not, it's not part of Mexico. It's a separate country. No, no, you're part of Mexico. Whatever, Colombia, it's own country. Okay. Uh, uh, <clears throat> from my buddies, I learned that there isn't much to do here if you're not into the party scene. Yeah, what's an old fart like me supposed to do? I don't want to go party. So when my buddy was doing drugs and banging hookers, I was sitting quietly on... The beach drinking milk. That doesn't sound fun for me either. It's okay to cheap for cheap rent and food, but I think next time I'll go to Mexico, I'll probably visit Puerto Vallarta. Okay, well, thank you for that. <clears throat> uh, DJ Aftershock. He sent me something here. 
Penn State faculty Senate votes to change use of common phrases like freshmen and upperclassmen. This is a while ago. Uh, many people who look back on their college years describe them with common terms of each year, freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior. But could th- could those terms be dated, outdated, or even offensive? No. That's the debate that has prompted Penn State faculty. Don't say any kids to Penn State, guys. Just don't go to college. Go to, go to Western Governors University online. Save yourself some money. They approved the recommendation to take the words freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior. I don't, what? Why? What? <clears throat> I'm curious what the reason is. Uh, gives better representation of the students. It just tells you what year you are. See how impassionate Marxists are going to be? You're year one, two, three, or four. What? Equity. Many terms carry a strong male-centric binary character. What has... What? Freshmen are decidedly male-specific. No, it's not. No, it's not. If you put man at the end of everything, it implied both men and women. If if that's what gets sand in your vagina, you got you got very petty issues in life. Imagine if they really think back in my day, <clears throat> if you were a congressman, that meant both men and women. You're a freshman, that applied women as well. Man also, because why? We didn't want to fresh man, fresh woman, herkadirkadirkadir. Because people were more mature back then. Um, and now, I mean, really think about how petty your life is. How few problems you got that that, that is what put a grain of sand in your vagina today. Male or female. While terms such as upperclassmen can be interpreted as both sexist and classist, terms such as junior and senior parallel Western male father-son naming or junior executive, junior partner... This is going to be a fun time when the electricity is cut off. All right. Well, there we go. All right. That one's cleaned up. Oh, man, we are cleaning up the email. Um, A not-so-young lady writes, Jolene. Hi, Aaron. Thank you for your point of view and uncomfortable truths. I want to let you know it isn't just the younger generation and males that are benefiting from your advice. I'm 60 female at the tail end of boomers, but really more of a mutant boomer Gen X hybrid and married to another of the same 35 years. That is awesome. Let me finish my coffee. Um, we definitely missed out on the free love, drugs, and boomer attitude. Blah. <coughs> I started listening to you on YouTube a few months ago. I'm enjoying it. Nope, not offended. You reminded me of the bartending I did a few decades ago. Well, see, you're a real gal. You see, if you bartended it. Now, were you a bartender man or a bartender woman? It sounds, you sound like a pretty cool tomboy, you know, like she could bartend, kind of throw the jokes back. I've bought Red Poor Rich's Retirement. Sandy is the future of wealth. I'm two-thirds of my way through Curse of the High IQ. All of them have been valuable to me. It took me a long time to figure out uh, in most in my work, life that most people don't want to continually be learning new things and figuring out better ways of doing things and they also don't want to hear about it i have really hard i have really had to learn to sit on myself i'm adding your information to the pile i'm accumulating working to plan and enjoy the last quarter of my life i've forgotten how to have fun boy yeah you and me both i've had the I've had to make concrete changes, some of which I learned at the Conference of Masculine Excellence, which you guys can all make fun of. I I learned something there. Now, of course, I didn't have to pay for it, but I definitely learned something there. 
couple things they've actually helped already. Even Sterling Cooper, our mentally impaired Australian agent in the field, even he taught me something. <clears throat> My retirement will be some version of poor Richard's retirement, definitely not rolling in the dough, and we'll need to continue working maybe till 70, but making significant progress on being debt-free and fuck you money. Thanks again. I'll keep listening and may show up at some point in one of your super chats once I figure out that, how that works. No need to answer unless you feel like it. Jolene, and she's from Montana. Uh, oh, yeah, she's a STEM gal. I don't want to mention what. Oh, my God, she worked in the private sector. I'm going to email her. Red. <clears throat> That's awfully nice of her. That one goes into the book. All these nice things. See, my book is just going to be me reading through all these things when I'm old and I go, I did good, and then I die. God, is that going to throw people for a loop? If I I want a big funeral. <clears throat> big funeral. Everybody I help show up, which would be the final finger I could give to everyone I had to fucking tolerate in life. Like, look at this, motherfuckers. If anything, it would be a finger to teachers. Oh, you thought you'd... How many people show up at teachers' funerals? Really, I want to know. how many. What's the average attendance of a teacher's funeral? I bet you it's nobody because you all fucking suck and you ruin people's lives. Nobody shows up at teachers' funerals. They're probably, if they show up, they're happy the person's dead. Because all you are are Nazi concentration camp guards, essentially, or Marxists. Okay, I understand. You're not technically Nazis. You're Marxists. You held kids captive. When I die, big, everybody attend. I want everybody to attend. And I want somebody, Atham, whoever's going to live longer than me, put on, you know, man. And he does it. He does the man. Hey, you know, man. A lot of people show up at Clary's funeral. More than any teacher. He doesn't have the Slowpoke Jose. Do you guys remember Slowpoke Jose? He was Speedy Gonzalez's cousin. Because Speedy Gonzalez was speedy. He was fast. That's why every kid liked him. <clears throat> but then he had a cousin called Slowpoke Jose. <laughs> and he talked like this, senor. And Sylvester would always... He, Sylvester couldn't catch her uh, speedy. But he could always get Slowpoke Jose, but the problem with Slowpoke Jose, he's a wiry, skinny mouse, but out of nowhere, he pull out this big gun and just blast Sylvester. <laughs> Pow! Oh, he can't have that fun no more. Oh, no, all the fragi-vaggies of the Gen X and Gen Z and the, and the uh, uh, millennials. Because Gen X is making the decision. We can't have that. <clears throat> Elmer Fudd can't have a, a gun, and we just can't have dynamite show up out of nowhere. No Wiley Coyote. Wiley Coyote wouldn't even fucking exist. Because that's all Wiley Coyote was doing, trying to murder the Roadrunner with various sorts of explosives and weapons. Uh. Rob writes, Dear Mr. Clary, thanks for your kind note. Oh, wait. Can I use this? Hang on. i got to go down here. <clears throat> Dear Mr. Clary, I've just gotten reacquainted with your video polemics on YouTube. Overall, I would grade you as a 99% for your reason on political leftism, especially its feminist form, and the general futility of life today. I'm sure we would have great argument about the remaining 1%, especially since I'm 63 and not inclined to back down before cocky youngsters like yourself. Seriously, it never ceases to amaze me 
how much a few years could change your frame of reference. Having been born in 1957, I can tell you exactly where I was when I heard President Kennedy had been shot. Someone born just a couple of years later would have been too small to understand what was happening. I particularly enjoy your video on high school reunions and arrived at some of the same conclusions, although for different reasons. Things weren't quite as corrupt back in the 70s, and some of my teachers actually had a calling for their profession. <clears throat> I can't help but remember with that remember them with a certain amount of respect and fondness. Yeah, well, the 70s. What, they were what? Probably old Korean vets, I'd imagine, by that time. Well, I recognize that even back in the 70s, public schools excelled at wasting time. There was still some learning taking place. Middle school was a torment, but my last two years of high school were pleasant enough, though. I was definitely not one of the cool kids, but I ranked highly academically and managed to get into my first choice of university. Still, it has never occurred to me to attend any of my class reunions. I don't exactly agree with you that reunions are for losers, but I will go so far as to say that whatever I had in common with the other 594 guys and gals in the class of 1975... <clears throat> ended with the graduation ceremony. I'm a bit puzzled. So that's that's a sizable school. Uh, I'm a bit puzzled by your contention that all human failure can be blamed on laziness. I agree that developing any school... Well, ego, too. I agree that developing any school requires plenty of work, but everyone needs downtime, and some people more often than others. My tendency has been to work on certain projects until I reach total burnout after which I need some serious peace and quiet. The law of inertia applies here, as I often find it hard to get started again. Also, it's important to recognize your talents and weaknesses. For example, I recognized early that I had no mechanical aptitude whatsoever. <clears throat> Useful as such skills may be. While I agree about your you about junk college majors, I have my doubts that a large segment of the student population has a genuine talent in calling for the STEM fields. I don't care. I'm only here for people that tune in. And people that tune in are better than the average bear. People who tune in here are superior humans. And I'll stand by that statement because they are. They want the truth. Let's say maybe you're not super intelligent, but you just want the truth. You're already a superior pe a person. And if you're going to make decisions based on the truth, all right, you may not have an IQ of 130 and you're going to you know, become a nuclear engineer. <clears throat> but you're going to make wiser decisions and they're going to be more effective because at least, at minimum, you have the courage to face the truth. Likewise, I sense you have a blind spot about one of your biggest communication gaps in our culture, that being the athletically inclined and the rest of us. I noticed that the first advice you give your consulting clients is to hit the gym. That's to get the girls. Follow events. For, uh, once I got out of the Army in 85, so I never run again. Unless I step, brisk walk, five inches around the waist. Oh, good God, your blood pressure down. Anyway, this letter's gone on long enough. If I was up your way, I'd share a couple cigars with you, but I'll just have... To close by noting that I only critique that which I respect regards Bob <clears throat> in Cape Coral, Florida. Well, thanks, Bob. I'll, I'll let him know. Read this in the latest podcast. Uh, YouTube soon. I got an hour and a half before I got to get my dental on. I got to run into things and run. Maybe I'll just go do a quick little three-mile run. Then I'll feel good. <clears throat> then I'll feel good. That goes into the archive. YouTube. Book. Uh, Matthew writes, I was just thinking of you. I was so hopelessly depressed with bleak prospects for recovery. It felt like so, for so long, but today I'm happier than I've ever been by far. I would say very stably with a bright broad and independent and helpful future insight. Thank you for your insight. Real talk 
talk type videos over the years as they gave me and likely many others someone to relate to who actually thought deeply and wasn't afraid to push and challenge the status quo. Major kudos. kudos. Visit sometime if you're in the area or grab an Aloha beer or something. I, well, I'm never going to Hawaii. That, no. Mm-mm. I, you gotta, I gotta go across half the United States. Then I gotta go halfway across the Pacific. Mm-mm, no. Mm-mm. I think the only way I go to Hawaii is when I'm on my way to do my global reconnaissance to like at least chop up that, that trip. But I'm, I'm not joking. I'm thinking I may just take a slow boat to China. I may just take a cruise, just go across the Pacific on a boat. You know, maybe write a book. So by the time I'm there, I, the book is done. <clears throat> I think I'd have internet, don't you think? Jeez, how long does a boat take to get to China? This was one of them cruise boats. Do they do, do they even do cruise or people not got the patience for that? They always got to stop at some port. Going to Alcapoco, now going to Puerto Vallarta. Oh, we're at sea for three hours. That's the other thing. It sinks. No. How long can you tread water? Ha, 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 ha. <clears throat> Only some older people are going to get that. All right, that goes to the book. Thank you, Matt. And Judd. What did I... Is this a misandron? For considering dividends and care drugs for... Oh, this is... I had that. Judd wants a book. Judd and I owe, I owe Judd books. Let's move that back to... Move to a different folder. Let's move that into the inbox. I gotta get Judd's books. Sorry, Judd. <clears throat> Boy, that's like two months waiting. Yes. All right. Uh. Oh, and Mike's got uh no more tax EU. Uh, Mike, the guy who does uh signature style co. He also recommends no more tax EU. There's a guy who uh, I guess is a tax specialist over in Europe. Something to consider as well. That is going to go into global reconnaissance. Do I have a global reconnaissance file? Here we go. Global reconnaissance. Boom. Figuring it out. Slowly figuring out. There we go. <clears throat> we have gotten through the stuff. We have gotten through it. All right. Um, that's it. Kepi's going to go get a run in. I'm going to go get my dental. We'll see you guys later. Toodles.